Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And this week on the Screen Verdict Podcast, we're going to be talking about a TV show. What TV show is that? The show is in fact Community. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Why might we be doing a Community Podcast, Matt? Well, I don't know about you, but I've got a lot of friends who are into Community at the moment. It seems to be a bit of a water cooler show for sort of young 20-something people. But I hear they might be quite sad at the moment. What's, what's going on with community? Well, although a lot of people seem to be liking it and talking about it at the moment, not many people seem to be watching it on TV. <laughs> Everyone's watching it online or buying the DVDs because um, the ratings in America have been uh, very dismal. And uh, so they've had to take it uh, off the air, NBC. Yeah, it's on hiatus. Uh, I don't think they've announced when they're going to be bringing it back. So a little concerning for community fans because sometimes these shows just never come back. (laughs) (laughs) So we've decided to weigh in on this mid-season hiatus. Yeah. And uh, we'll be making a decision on whether we will join the... uh, the people asking for community to come back, bring yeah. back community, save community, or whether we just don't care. Yes. Um, I'm looking at the ratings, and they were, for season three, getting less than four million US viewers an episode, which isn't great. I think we're just getting slightly less than four million viewers per episode of our podcast, so <laughs> let's not judge them too quickly. We'll, we'll yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, this is a show um, that I think is pretty... If you haven't seen Community, here's the plot. It's a group of people in a study group at a community college, and uh, they pretty much get, get up to hijinks together. That's pretty much it. None of this hijinksing study group, who makes up uh, the characters in the show? Well, uh, the main one is Jeff Winger, who is played by Joel McHale, a favourite of yours. Yes, he hosts The Soup, uh, a show I quite enjoy, where he plays clips from pretty terrible TV shows and then delivers quite funny one-liners over the top of them. Yeah. So if you're a fan of Tosh.0, uh, mm. The Soup came first. Yeah. Though mm. I also like Tosh.0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he he's, uh, he's an interesting character, Jeff. He set up the study group because he wanted to get with a girl. And this was sort of a big ruse in order to... <laughs> to uh, spend time with this girl. I quite like Jeff. Jeff, I think, is someone that a lot of us would like to be. Yeah. Because he's pretty cool, he's pretty smooth, and he's just lazy, And but he finds ways to get out of doing work. And he is a little bit selfish. He's just he's kind of a mild sociopath, but just just not too much that we don't, that we don't like him. We still sort of yeah. envy what he's able to get away with. Yeah, it's, it's always impressive when you see a character who um, really doesn't want to do work and they do a lot of work in order to get out of doing work. That's always it, 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 funny. Um, he sort of says what he's thinking a lot. Um, he says it like it is. He um, Maybe a bit like Alan Shaw in Boston Legal. Seems to have a lot of closing arguments at the end of episodes um, where he just gives a big speech. Uh, to sort of rally the troops or do, achieve whatever means he's trying to achieve at the time. Yeah, it's sort of a, a good character, I think. Now, who's the girl that he was trying to pick up originally? Britta. Britta. Now, she is a bit of an eco-friendly, typical college-uni yeah. hippie. Yeah. And I guess she kind of plays the hot girl on the show. Mm, okay, Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> you always have people kind of criticising people on TV. Oh, she's not that hot. Look, 
I don't want to say she's not real oh, wild heart. Like, yeah, oh, she's I'm, attractive. Oh, I'm so much better than that Britta. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's attractive. No doubt. But when it comes to comedy shows, if you're a man, your job is be funny. Yeah. That's your role on, yeah. on the TV show. If you're a girl, you can either be funny or play the hot chick. Yeah. I don't know if she's really hot enough to just be in the show if she's not funny. And I don't really find her that funny. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, she's... Yeah, because again, I don't want to say she's not attractive. She's clearly an attractive attractive girl. Um, but I, I feel like her character's quite an annoying one. And I often find that if someone's annoying, it makes them less hot to me. So I'm not sure if it's her appearance that isn't hot enough for the show, but maybe the, the way she's being written is actually making her seem less hot. I know when I uh, first saw a couple of episodes of Grey's Anatomy, I thought that uh, the, uh, Catherine Heigland, that was quite quite hot. And then I saw her do a couple of interviews, and she just annoyed me, her personality, and I thought, eh, didn't really find her that hot anymore. So do you reckon that could be the reason why we're not finding Britta as attractive? I'm not sure, but if that made you stop watching Grey's Anatomy, it probably was to your benefit. Yeah, I wasn't enjoying Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Just to be very clear, I was never a Grey's Anatomy fan. <laughs> Want to nip that rumour in the bud before it gets spread? <laughs> Text message to a friend or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to find a girl attractive after you've heard her go, me so hungry, me so hungry, that many times. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I think also her her annoyingness. Like, in the first, the beginning of the series, it wasn't as annoying. I feel like Jeff was sort of being a douche to get with her, um, which we enjoyed, but we could sort of understand where her character was coming from as to why she would be a douche back. Now he's not really trying to get with her anymore, but she's still sort of annoying. Yeah, I suppose it's because she's not irritating in her interactions with just Jeff. It's everyone. Yes. And there isn't really a reason for it that we identify with and go, yes, I I like why she's doing that. Spend a bit of time on these two characters, so we're probably going to need to rush through the rest. I reckon Um, half of that will get edited out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's a bit of a celebrity in the show. Yes. We have... Donald Glover. <laughs> no? Oh, uh, okay. You mean... Take that, Chevy Chase. Yeah, no, Chevy Chase. <laughs> Chevy Chase, for sure. Now, he plays the token old guy, the mature age student at the yeah. at the college. Hmm. He's the crazy, racist, intolerant yeah. old guy. Yeah. That he's kind of worked his way into the group... And I guess he's kind of a friend, but he's a bit of a wild card. Not necessarily everyone likes him being in the group all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are you a Chevy Chase fan? I am not really a Chevy Chase fan, to be honest. Yeah, all those old Saturday Night Live sort of alumni. I'm a big Bill Murray fan. I I really uh, like Dan Aykroyd. Um, and spending too long talking about the characters in Community. If you're going <laughs> to add to that by spending time talking about characters of a different show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chevy Chase is someone I never really cared for. Um, so uh, so I, on Community, he has definitely impressed me more than I thought. But I feel like if there was another sort of older actor 
I may have preferred preferred his character. So I feel like sometimes they give Chevy Chase good lines and he delivers them okay, and sometimes he's not doing a great job. I'm not the biggest fan of Chevy Chase. I don't like that many of his movies. I did enjoy Caddyshack. He was funny in that. I think in Community, he's pretty hit or miss. And I think I agree with your sentiments that if they had Steve Martin there instead, yeah, uh, we'd like that more. Yeah, I feel like if Steve Martin was there, that's the that's the, what we're going to spend the whole podcast talking about, <laughs> how much we are loving Steve Martin, how this is one of the best characters on TV. Or if Ted Danson was, <laughs> was in the role, <laughs> could be pretty good too. <laughs> I think under 4 million viewers per episode probably can't afford Steve Martin or Ted Danson. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, Ch- Chevy Chase, he doesn't do a bad job and he definitely doesn't ruin the show. Now, we have two more female characters. Yes. We have Annie. I think she's the youngest of the group, or she's the... Yes. Played by Alison Brie, who you would know from Mad Men. What season of Mad Men is she in? Every season. Okay. She's Campbell's wife. Ah, yes. Well, having watched season one of Mad Men and then lost interest in Mm. Mad Men during season two, I I don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway. (laughs) And she plays the young, enthusiastic overachiever. Yes. She's the smartest in the bunch. Often the rest of the group tries to rely on her smarts to do well in there. She's got a bit of a dark past. Um, that she was addicted to um, pills that I think she was using to help study better at school <laughs> or something like that, uh, which, again, is a bit of a dark past, but it does fit in with that overachieving sort of uh, thing as well. I thought you were going to say dark passenger, and I was just like, no, not this again. Just, <laughs> I don't want to hear that phrase anymore. <laughs> She's quite attractive, though. In the yeah. show, they sometimes just refer to her as boobs. Yeah. They say quiet boobs. Yeah, no, she uh, she's quite attractive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, there's an episode in season, the end of season two, A Fistful of Paintballs, which is a Western spoof with uh, paintball stuff. And um, <laughs> she uh, she has quite the outfit in that episode, <laughs> quite the little Western cowgirl sort of look going. And yeah, no, very, very good. <laughs> Two thumbs up with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I actually just say on Annie, though? I don't want the Annie conversation just to be about how hot she is. I think uh, Alison Brie gives a really good performance here, and she is very funny. I think the show would be exactly the same without her. I have yet to find her to contribute anything to the show whatsoever other than being pretty cute. She barely has any funny lines, not because she's a bad actress, or is poorly delivered, just her lines aren't ever funny. And I can only think of one or two episodes did she actually feature in the storyline, and they weren't important parts of the episode. Uh, like, I feel like she... Yeah, like, plot-wise, she doesn't bring heaps. But as far as the, the dynamics of the group, she's sort of the one who... I know she's got this dark past, but she's sort of the... The one of the, uh, I guess, moral compasses of, of the group. Like, I feel if it were a real group, I wouldn't mind having her around. She's more likable than Britta. Yeah. But for me, watching the television show, 
I don't think she provides any entertainment in the show. I'm entertained by her. <laughs> I think she she brings something to the show, and of the female characters is the one that probably brings the most. Because she's the one who... They're a study group. She's the one who wants to study. <laughs> Without her, I'm not even sure if this show's about a study group. I feel like they'll just... <laughs> it is, isn't this show about a study group? <laughs> they never study anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> season three. Are they even still calling themselves a study group in season three? I think they reference one assignment yep. the whole semester. Anyway, the other girl. Sorry, the other girl is Shirley. She's an African-American, mature-age student, Shirley, and she's quite religious. Yes. Now, as a Christian, I'm always interested to how Christians are being portrayed on TV. Well, I don't know about you, but I can't stand Shirley in the show. I think she's awful. She has this terrible voice. It is so fake. And it's clear that she puts it on because she only speaks in this voice about 80% of the time. She just drops it every now and again. Hello. Ah, it's it's so irritating. I baked a pie. <laughs> Ooh, I talk like this because as a shallow and irrelevant character, I need a quirky character trait in order to appear less shallow and irrelevant. Okay. <laughs> um, it's terrible. I can't stand it. I found this sort of accent thing amusing a couple of times in the first <laughs> season. Um, and I um, am now finding it quite grating by season three. I agree. This is annoying. <laughs> um, it's not really bringing much to the show. I think that brings us to the last two characters in the study Which group. Some would say we've buried the lead with this. These these are two characters that I think people quite like. Clearly the two best characters in the show. Troy and Abed. <laughs> Why do you like Troy and Abed? Uh, well, I'm a big fan of TV and film. Obviously, I'm doing a TV and film <laughs> podcast. I was <laughs> like, what? Why haven't you yeah. told me this before? <laughs> And, uh, and and tr- Abed, in particular, uh, loves film and TV too. And pretty much, maybe 80-90% of what he says is a reference to film or TV. Uh, so I like that. And Troy r- seems to like, uh, he, he's maybe not the uh, religious fan of film and TV that Abed is, but he loves it too and always gets it on Abed shenanigans. <laughs> And they, these are the two characters with a real innocence to them as well. And just, uh, just to see Troy when he gets excited about something <laughs> or is surprised by something <laughs> is just really nice to see. <laughs> Abed is a great nerd character. Yeah. People, people enjoy seeing likable nerds on TV. They, yeah. People want to be able to relate to them, I, I suppose. He does make all these sci-fi references, and he is very smart. He calculates the people, the rest of the group gets him to calculate things for them. Mm. And he's quite reserved, but he's not unnecessarily nerdy. He's not over the top. He's not, he doesn't create annoying social awkwardness that's unnecessary. Bazinga! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, summing up, (laughs) summing up exactly what not to do uh, with that type of character. But his sort of nerdy innocence, his fan of all things sci-fi, is, is quite endearing, and he's very cute. And they're, the two of them together are very funny. It's, I enjoy watching that buddy, kind of man-child uh, relationship, the friendship yeah. between them. 
just how excited they get over, say, the uh, limited uh, edition release signed Blu-ray Dark Knight DVD. Yeah. And the little songs that they sing together, the dances that they have. Yeah. The, the connection, the friendship that those two have uh, is extremely funny at times. Yes. And I think de- we debated over Annie, but without them, the show would lose a lot <laughs> of its quality. Yeah, I'd go as so far as to say as they make the show. Yes. I, I I think maybe with Jeff sort of bringing something to the table as well, I'd definitely say they make the show. So that's the seven members of the study group. There's probably two more characters worth quickly mentioning. Yeah. We have the Dean. Dean! <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I find the Dean to be pretty over the top. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the intention. <laughs> I feel like he's meant to be over the top. And he has a surprisingly personal relationship yeah. with the study group. Yeah. I'm not sure how many students go to this college, but yeah. he seems to know these two quite <laughs> Pops up in a surprising amount of episodes. Yeah. I guess they're his outlets to feel like he's connected with the students at the school. To feel like he's making a difference. He's sort of attached himself to this study group. I feel similarly to Chevy Chase, the Dean is pretty hit or miss, which I suppose you're going to get with any over-the-top character. Mm. I did like the one where he, in the episode where he blackmails Jeff into spending time with him. Yes. That was quite a good episode, but... Because he's got a bit of a crush on Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes I can find the Dean a bit too much. Yeah. Uh, I do think sometimes he he goes a bit too much, but I just find it usually, more often than not, when, like, just funny his over the topness uh senior chang the guy from the hangover yeah and hangover part two yes yes senior chang uh is an interesting one every season on community the class the the study group takes a class together season one it was spanish and he was the spanish teacher he's not spanish (laughs) uh he addresses this in the first episode uh of why even though he's asian he's an expert in spanish Season two, he got fired from his job, I think, and he then enrolls as a student. And season two, he tries to join the study group as as a, as one of the members and sort of hang out with the gang and stuff like that. And season three, he sort of lost his house. Things have not gone well for him, so he takes a job at the school as a security guard. So he sort of got a different role each season. Now, I find Senior Chang to be a little over the top as well sometimes, a bit hit and miss, but I find his success rate higher than the Dean's. I find Senior okay. Chang to be, to be quite funny. I would reverse that and say I find the Dean has a higher strike rate than Senior Chang. And I sometimes find Senior Chang funny, but I quite often find him annoying and over the top. Let's talk a little bit about the style of this show. Cause this show yeah, they're the characters. Let's see how they all come together. Yeah. What kind of uh, show this becomes. Something the show does a lot is make references. They're very uh, meta. <laughs> Would you like to explain to the audience what meta means, Matt? Well, Jonathan, um, when something's meta... Um, it, it's a prefix used to indicate a concept which is an abstraction from another concept. Um, and that will be used in order to complete or add to the latter. Well read, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Try to look smart on the podcast. 
this is a term that everyone seems to be using these days, and I don't think many people really know what it means. People, it's a bit maybe like the word ironic. People feel cool using it. They might not know what it is <laughs> or not use it properly, but it's just cool to use it. Yesterday, I was, I was with you. Yes. And I, was, I, had, I had some pizza in front of me, and I was saying about how bad someone else's diet was, and they were like, I believe that's the di- definition of ironic. That's just coincidental. Ironic <laughs> is when the literal meaning is the opposite of the actual meaning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think community is also a show that is cool to, for people to say they like as well. <laughs> for like a lot of young people, old people don't know this show. It's cool if I like it. <laughs> and sort of old people don't know what meta is. It's cool if I use that word. <laughs> Do you think that's fair? I think it's very fair. Yeah, but but it's pretty much just... It's that it's um, drawing on something else and referencing it, I think, with a little bit of breaking the fourth wall there, too. Uh, Especially in community where they actually reference not just other things, but they reference previous episodes of community or behind-the-scenes things of community, like, um, you know, I might say, like, this is a special episode or something like that. For me, I find this annoying more often than not. I think a lot of the references are just there to be references as opposed to actually serve the show. For example, there's a parody of 2001 A Space Odyssey, the final yeah. scene of that. Yeah. Just because someone had been knocked out by uh, monkey knockout gas, gas. Yeah. But there wasn't anything beyond that. There wasn't like a second layer that actually yeah. made it funny or clever. It yeah. was just copying that scene and yeah. I didn't laugh. Yeah. An example of when they did it well was when uh, Senior Chang, becoming overzealous in his role as a security guard, starts to think of himself as a detective. And so then throughout the episode, his storyline is a parody of old detective films and he starts narrating the story to himself, yeah. parodying these old styles. Yes. And therefore actually related to the story and it was very funny the way he parodied yes. uh, those films. Yes. In terms of how they reference themselves... Which I think is more when people use the term meta in the show and things yeah. they're specifically referring to. I generally don't like that either. There is an episode uh, that you made sure to make me watch uh, before we did the podcast from season one called Modern Warfare. Yeah. Very, very iconic episode. A lot of people talk about this at the end of season one. Where there is a paintball competition between all the students of the school... Uh, in which they are promised a pretty great prize if they win. Yeah. And it gets pretty out of control. Yeah. For you to make sure that I watched it, must have thought that you thought it was pretty good. I know that Community thought it was pretty good because they referenced it four, five, six times after this episode. Yeah. Like, even they won't stop talking about that. Yeah. We want this to be a water cooler episode. Therefore, we will continue to talk about it until other people do. And then in season two, they do another paintball episode, (laughs) a two-parter. So they do it. Do it again. I have a friend who told me with that episode, it changed the way they think about paintball. (laughs) (laughs) Did it change the way you think about paintball? It changed the way I think about the show. (laughs) I found it annoying, not just because of how self-promoting it was, 
but also because I didn't even particularly like that episode. It's not oh. even the best episode of Community. Okay. Just stop talking about the paintball episode. <laughs> oh, I want to stop talking about it myself. But you're not. You're talking yeah, about talking, it. You're talking about Shut it. Up. That's what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. It's a water cool episode. We're talking about it now. Yeah. It's got now you're getting cancelled, bitch. <laughs> I like that. I I do like it w- uh, when shows reference themselves. I do like this. I do like things that are meta. I've never called it meta before. Community <laughs> started calling it meta though. Like Boston Legal did this a lot. Yeah, I don't hate it as a technique. Yes. I think it's the execution. Okay, yeah. and I think Boston Legal was hilarious in in yeah. doing it. I think Community is good when they do it too. I think Boston Legal was maybe every time they did it, it was amazing on Boston Legal. And maybe they do it so much on community that's not that good. But I enjoy shows that reference themselves. I think that's part of community. So I'm fine with that. I think that brings me to a point I wanted to make about community. I feel like the writers of the show are more clever than they are funny. I think a lot of the episodes, I think this is a creative idea for an episode. This is a good storyline. Yeah. But it doesn't end up being funny. I think it's the execution which lets community down. There is only one episode where I felt a great idea actually culminated in being funny. What, can, can you tell us that episode? <laughs> so people might want to track down that episode. I was definitely about to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought you'd be a bit of a tease. <laughs> and that is the episode where there's a housewarming party at Troy and Abed's new place. The, the doorbell rings for the pizza delivery guy to come. People, no one wants to go get it. So Jeff d- decides to... Uh, roll a die, and, and the number you are going around the table, that's your number. Yeah. And if your number comes up, you have to go get answer the door. Yeah. And so Abed says, Jeff, you know by doing this, you're creating six different timelines. Hmm. And Jeff patronizingly says, of course I am, Abed. And so then what happens is we get six, about three-minute different yeah. versions of what would happen mm. if each of the different people yes. answered the door. Yes. And I thought that was really clever and a good way to break up the episode and the way each one sort of reflected, the way the, each of the stories was similar and yet different yeah, uh, because of the way that each one of them left was very clever because it actually revealed things about each of the characters and was also very funny. Yes. So I think that's one episode where the cleverness actually was matched by humour in the episode. That episode is called Remedial Chaos Theory for those <laughs> wanting to track down just that episode. Um, you can do that. I agree. And I think that's the best episode of season three for sure. And one of the best episodes of Community. So do that more often. Yeah. <laughs> be funnier, Community. Yeah. So now that we've declared one episode to be our favourite episode of the season, let's talk about the season as a whole. Yeah. Give our screen verdict for mm-hmm. uh, Community. Yeah. How do you rate the show and uh, do you want it to come back from the mid-season hiatus? Yeah, I am quite a fan of the show. Uh, I've just recently gotten into community with a bunch uh, a bunch of my friends who have all also gone into community. I guess it's the cool show to be into now. Um, <laughs> so everyone's getting on the bandwagon. I probably don't love it as much as others do, especially in comparison to other shows. Uh, like, I'm like, yeah, community's clever and funny, but it's no, like, um, Arrested Development or maybe even Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, so I enjoy it. Yeah, I've gotten to really like it and appreciate that what they're doing is not what really any other shows are doing. There's no other show on TV that is this 
this self-referential has this probably many pop culture references other than Family Guy, which is <laughs> nowhere near as, as well written or, or as good as Community. You know, doing the kind of things they're doing on TV, I don't think there is another comedy like that. So I, I really hope it does come back because I think it is bringing something to television and I, I think it's quite good what they're doing. Season three, though, I think is their weakest season. Um, there's no John Oliver. Um, the episodes, I think, are a lot more hit and miss. The characters are becoming a lot more hit and miss as well. Like, Annie's a character I said I, I quite enjoy and like. And I feel like this season I've been annoyed with her more than I have in previous seasons. What are your thoughts? What would you rate it out of ten? Seven. I'll go seven. When I started watching season three, I wasn't particularly enjoying it. If I wasn't going to be doing a podcast on it, I wouldn't have finished yeah. season three. Mm-hmm. Then we watched the uh, I watched the Chaos Theory episode, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really good. And I always liked Troy and Arbed. As it went on, I still didn't particularly like that many episodes. The Halloween episode was pretty disappointing, and the final one, the Christmas one, the Glee parody, I thought was pretty terrible. But even though on episode to episode basis, I wasn't enjoying it that much. When it finished, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of wanted more. Hmm. And I think that was just because I'd grown attached to the characters, yeah. particularly Troy and Abed. Sort of like crack cocaine. Like, <laughs> you're not really loving it. It's not a great thing for you to be having, but you've become somewhat addicted to it. You've <laughs> got to keep on taking it now. <laughs> it's got you, community. <laughs> I'm not sure I appreciate the crack cocaine reference to the ethnic characters in the show, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do like Troy and Abed. So it's one, not one of my favorite shows. I don't even particularly recommend it. If it were to, if it were to come back on TV, I would probably watch it if I happened to see it on, but I don't know how much effort I'd make to see it. It's not a bad show, and because people like it, I would like it to come back. Yeah. I don't, I don't dislike it to the point where I want it to be cancelled. <laughs> I, like I like my friends who like community <laughs> more than I dislike community. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so even though I feel you like the show a lot more than I do, I think I'll give it a fairly similar score. I'll maybe give it a 6.5 out of 10. Okay, and I'll give it a 7. So there we go. I would have given season 2 and 1 probably an 8. So like, you know... So yes, um, as always, Jonathan, and by always, I don't mean literally always, just something we do every now and then on the podcast, we got some housekeeping. Oh, people love the housekeeping. I hope people like the housekeeping. <laughs> Feels like it's not the most exciting name for a segment <laughs> on the podcast. People might tune off with housekeeping, but don't. Please don't. <laughs> it's actually, we've got some good news in the housekeeping. Uh, so what, what's so what's some of the news that you'd like to share? Well, I think firstly, uh, we, we, get, we, we apparently have people that like the show that have Androids and other form of listening devices, and we've got uh, we've got some good news. It's actually easier if you don't have iTunes to get Screen Verdict podcast now, <laughs> because we are now f- featured on Stitcher Radio, which is actually an app you can download onto your um, your Android. You can download it onto your iPod, iPad, iTouch, 
You can um, put it on your BlackBerry. It's an app for a BlackBerry. And uh, Palm Web OS or whatever that one is, you can too. Basically, whatever. There's yeah, no excuse yeah. not to be downloading the Screen Verdict podcast because yeah. this covers all your listening yeah. devices. Yes. Yeah. You go to your app store, you search for Stitcher Radio, you download that app, and then you search for Screen Verdict on, on Stitcher Radio. And then you'll you'll have it. Yeah, that's that's really as simple as it is. And you can listen to it on Stitcher Radio. So that's fantastic. We're very happy to be partnered with Stitcher now. Um, and yeah, get it. And you can find other radio shows on there too. So that's fantastic. I last week had a bit of a drama uh, with text messaging, and just just like Tintin, there was no resolution. Um, <laughs> like the movie we were talking about, um, there was no resolution, and there, there has been one. Fans will remember that um, I was at a friend's place at 3 a.m. Another friend was around. We were actually watching Community, and he got my uh, phone. He texted a girl on my phone, I love you. I got a bit stressed out by this. (laughs) I sent her a text message back saying, oh, sorry, a mate took my phone. And then um, the next day I sent her a Facebook message more comprehensively explaining what had happened. Uh, you thought the text message was quite good, damage control. You thought the Facebook message was perhaps a little desperate. <laughs> well, I got a text message back from her. I'm sure the Screen Verdict listeners are desperate to, uh, to hear the outcome. It's building suspense. Haha, no worries. I actually didn't check my phone until I got your explanation on Facebook. So absolutely fine, exclamation mark. Hope you had a lovely Christmas. Good. Hey, it was good. It does seem like she was okay with it. Yeah. I would have liked to see what her reaction was to the Facebook message that she was reading without having seen the text. She's like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm talking to my phone. It's like, why do I care? What does this have to do with... What are you talking about? Well, I caught up with her the other day, and um, she did say, like, when she read the Facebook message, she's like, whoa. I've got to check out my phone. There's something interesting on that. <laughs> you know, we caught out the other day, so she agreed to catch up with me, so it obviously didn't weird her out too much. <laughs> so very good. Success. You can all... You can all Crisis avert. Breathe easy. Breathe easy. All we've been worrying. It seems like it's okay. If you are listening and you're my friend who sent that text message, it's not all okay... You shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Dick. Yeah. But to everyone else, it's fine. (laughs) On that note, we hope your week is fine. Yes. That you enjoy the podcast and that you join us next week for another podcast in which we'll be reviewing the Muppets movie. I'm so, so, so excited. For those who don't know, Matt is a huge fan of the Muppets, so very interesting to see his thoughts on the new film. I'm so looking forward to seeing this movie. (laughs) Catch you guys then. Yes.